You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see, but I'm lacking the placement. Thoughts as I rap in the basement, but my come up is legend is greatness. Welcome to the Dennis Postuma Show. I'm your host, Dennis Postuma, and today we have a very special guest, Peter Meyerhoff, but you may know him as Chappie. Chappie, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, I'm, I appreciate you so much. I mean, you are the master at relationships that I've ever met, so uh, we're going to get into that hopefully in the show, but you have your podcast, Roll Call. You're the founder of Sober Life. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about what you got going on right now. So much stuff. Yeah, I do. Um, so I got the Sober Clothing brand. Um, I have my own app, Sober app, that'll be out um, next month. I think about three weeks or so right now. It's going to be like a, the most like live interactive Sober app that there's out there. There's no good Sober apps out there. And I'm going to, yeah. they can do upgrades to give like life coaching and fitness and stuff. Because I feel like fitness is huge for people that are getting so, uh, sober. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing though is prison curriculum. Though. So I like and I'm in the final stage of developing my own prison curriculum. So it's just like my own crash course on teaching these dudes how to do prison time and be successful when they get out and not make excuses like I did when I first got out. And, you know, I, mean, I got out with an eighth grade education from maximum security with not even a plan of the streets and made two million bucks, like just because I turned that switch and started like doing it in the positive stuff. But the only reason it happened is because I, I, I once I like I saw it was possible. Yeah. So I didn't. And that's why I quit my job. You know, what I mean, like I didn't I honestly didn't know this was possible to do any of this stuff, you know, and like. Once I found out that it was, I was like, how selfish of me to like stay here. And I like, I was like, I gotta go. I'm like, it was like, I'm going to quit my job and just go show these dudes from prison that we can all do this, you know? Cause I seriously had no idea of this. Like I've said it before. If you listen to any of my stuff, like the epitome of a success story from my situation for when I was getting out of prison, no joke, like the top of where I wanted to be, if I could do it was like making minimum wage, doing construction probably and being sober and having some boring ass life. But at least I'm not in a prison cell anymore. Wow. Talk about yeah. where you, where, you, where your mindset shifted and, and the fact that that shifted like that. That's awesome. What, um, and first of all, the merchandise is crazy. I, if you didn't see it, he's the original shot caller. He's on our, our magazine month ago or two. And, uh, the merchandise. I, hold on, so my, What's I that? have my apparel. I'm doing apparel with shot caller branded on it too, with my stuff. So it's cool. You're, you're going to see my uh, shot caller stuff with my old mug shop when I was 18. I love it. I love it. The, the apparel is awesome, man. I mean, kudos Thanks. for that. Are you designing that yourself? Or you got a team working with you? Or what? I got a team for everything. Yeah. yeah that's I'm the, so here's another thing about me. Like, I'm like, I've been getting a lot of flack lately because people are so, now they're finally starting to say like, you can't say you're not smart anymore, but I'm not smart. 1%. Like literally I have zero book smarts. I'm like, I was a finance manager for five years. I'm the worst at math you've ever met. Like, but I just have a knack to figure shit out. And that's what people need to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have zero degrees, anything. I just hustle and figure stuff out on the fly. You know, like, like my let says, get in the room and figure it out when you're there. Yeah. And critical thinking is that that's the problem with that we've got going on in the world right now. Critical thinking is where it's at, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. That's, I mean, I, I work with all sorts of young people and, you know, when they run into a situation it's not that they won't work. It's not that they won't do what you tell them to do. But critical thinking is just very limited compared to like, you know, what you know, what I know that critical thinking is huge because yeah. that's probably the biggest. I heard Jay Abraham say at one time that that's the biggest asset you could possibly have is this this net this niche in critical thinking. And I think that's one of the enormously huge strengths you have along with relationships. I mean, talk to me a little bit, talk to our viewers a little bit about you, your thoughts on relationships and how you build friendships. And I mean, cause you're the master at this. I mean, there's no hesitation. Yeah. Relationships will make or break your life. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's one thing I, I, 
I learned that in prison, you know, it was like to find out what, uh, and this goes for anybody to find out what you're good at, you know, not everybody's good at doing what I do, you know, but I'm like, but then, you know, those are the guys that are probably the smart dudes that I call when I like need advice on stuff, you know, cause stuff is like, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I get in conversations and have meetings all the time now where I'm like, I, they might as well be speaking a different language. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I seriously have no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? And I'm like, holy crap. But I just try to soak up whatever I can and then ask the dudes afterwards and just try and learn from them, you know? And it's like, you just got to get out there and, and, you know, network and put yourself in front of people. You know, like I, I got out of prison with, I mean, not even close to a network, you know, like yeah. I was 30 years old from, so I had never seen a smartphone, flat screen TV, never had a job, never been on a date in my life. And literally got out at 30 years old from no joke, solitary confinement, maximum security. And they're like, here you go. Have out, have out, the, have out the world and good luck with it. You know? And I think, I think, and honestly, in the seven years, I don't think there's a dude that has more connections in their pipeline than me. Like, I, I mean, you can name all the biggest, of the big, and I have their personal cell phone numbers. And it's like, for me getting out there and talking to people and like, and it's all like two-step and stuff. Like I, I've learned how to work, you know, work the Instagram stuff. You know, you can't just, you're not going to go just DM Ed my letter, Andy Pricella. You know what I'm saying? Like right. for one, they're not going to see it. And two, even if they did see it, they're not going to respond to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you got to take baby steps. You know what I'm saying? It was like, me, it was like Emily Hayden and that, Emily Hayden, Tommy Dex, you know, Jason Post and all these dudes. And I get in with all these guys. And then it's like, then I'm in with Purcells. And I go out to first one and then Purcell already knows who I am. You know, and it's like, it's just, and I learned that on my own. You know what I mean? Like, I was just, I was just trying to rack my brain. Like, how, you know, it's, but it's so crazy for the last, you know, five years, I watched all these dudes on my stories, you know, and I was in the car dealership, you know, and I, and I was, my office faced the window, right? Okay. Of the one-on-one freeway. So you could see the major freeway right there and the mountains and stuff. And I would, and I literally remember every weekend, I would just sit in that office and I would look out there and I'm like, dude, there's gotta be more to life out here. You know, I'm making 20, 30, 40 grand a month. So it like kept me, kept me there clearly, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, uh, I, you know, I still say it to this day, I think it was God was the only reason I ended up just walking out of my job, you know, but I, w- I wanted to do more. And I was looking at those people and I was just like, how do I get out there? I'm like, I'm just going to try this shit and figure it out. And then, you know, lo and behold, I'm not even joking. Two years later, now it's like every Saturday and Sunday, I'm driving on that freeway. I don't have to go to work. You know what I'm saying? I look at my old office right there. And I'm like hanging out with the dudes. I've been watching their stories for two years, like telling myself, like, I got to meet this guy. You know what I'm saying? And now I got all those cell phones are like blowing me up to hang out with me because I've been like persistent. I like took a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know how many people are like living a shitty ass life right now? Whether I mean, they hate their life, whether it's their relationships, their money, their, their work, nothing's good for them. They don't like their body, but they don't go to the gym and they're miserable and they can they continue to do the same thing every single freaking day. It's, yeah. it's literally insane. You know, it's just like yeah. me. Like I would have never done this. I would have kept working at the car dealership every single day. I, I mean, you got to take a chance and what's the worst that can happen. And that's right. why I feel like prison helped me and a lot of inmates out too. Is like, how, what's the language barrier in here? Can we cuss or no? I know oh, I said yeah. a couple of yeah, right, But it's like people in prison don't give a fuck, bro. Like seriously, we don't give a shit what anybody thinks. And like, we're good at having our backs against the wall. You know, you can throw a, a lot. I mean, I'm talking dudes that have done real time and like real, comics right. in there you know what i'm saying like you could throw me in a fucking six by six cement slab for literally a month straight i'm gonna figure it out you know what i'm saying no joke and you could also throw me to afghanistan and i'm gonna learn the afghanistan language i'm gonna be leading that pack before it's all said and done with you know what i'm saying but it's because i know i can do this because your mind is literally what controls your life 100 yep. percent. and people don't give themselves a lot, enough credit or if they if they're weak-minded they literally just tell themselves that they're weak-minded and they think it's it I was weak-minded. I'm claustrophobic. Like literally, you know how I got over it? I got thrown in a five by seven cell and never let out of that thing. You figure out your claustrophobia real quick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's not a lot of options either. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have options and they don't give a shit. Like you know, you're not getting out of that cell. You put yourself in maximum security. It is what it is. Deal with it. And you just deal with it and learn. You know what I mean? And like, I would, I would literally talk to myself, bro. Cause I was a kid when this was happening. You know, like I would like, 
on the verge of having breakdowns and shit. Like I was not this big, tough, you know, dude. Like it, it was not easy for me at first, you know? Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine that. What? So let's talk about, first of all, how did, how did you take that, your back to the wall mentality? I know the, the rock did a speech on it once and, but how do you keep that every day that drives you to do what you're doing now? I mean, that, I mean, you're very passionate about what you're doing. You, you obviously um, have a lot of drive. Is that, is that, is that constantly in the back of your mind to like, okay, this is what drives me or. To be honest, a lot of times I just, more than anything, I think about all the people that told me I wasn't going to amount to shit. And I think about all the people that said I should have never been out of prison. And then I think about, you know, the biggest one was like my last, you know, uh, you know, my last 10, 11 months. And I was under, you know, I was under investigation for an attempted murder. Like, and I, I remember like 20 of those, I mean, they had people in suits and ties and shit on the yard. And they're literally telling me you're never going home. You know what I mean? Like just talking shit to me. And <clears throat> they signed me back in solitary confinement. I literally sat there for like the next 10, 11 months. Didn't know if I was going to go home or get street charged and go back for more time or what the hell was going on. And um and i didn't do it like i wasn't personally involved but like when you're a shot caller and bad bad shit happens they fucking get you for calling shots on people so yeah. i'm not like i was a real legit shot caller in there bro yeah. like on the most gangster yards in arizona and i didn't know i honestly didn't know if i was gonna make it out and i just kind of told myself like if i make it out like i'm like i gotta you know figure this stuff out and this is it like this is my one last chance so man i don't even know i just made it out and i i just i remember like and that's what I tell inmates when they get out, like the worst thing you could ever do is forget where you come from because your worst yeah. day on the streets is so much better than your best day ever in prison. So I just remember where I come from. And like, that's why like drinking doesn't even cross my mind. You know, I look at like this, if I, if I, if I take, if I start drinking for one, I don't have an off button. And then it's like, my house is gone. My car is gone. I'm going to probably beat somebody up and I'm going to be in jail for assault, you know, something like that. I just, and I just remember in the back of my head, like everybody that told me that I wasn't going to do this. And I literally, and I'm, and now it's, I just want to make a difference more than anything. Like, yeah. I, I honestly see, like, this is, this, I mean, my shit's making a real difference. You know, I can yeah. tell from the people. And it's like, now it's just like, dude, I honestly just want to change the world, bro. It's infectious. And cliche is actually the truth, you know? Yeah, it, it really, I mean, I, and like the gratitude you have towards just enjoying the day. I love that because that. Um, Breathing fresh air. You know, I'll tell you a cool story, dude. So I don't know if you've heard the story, but I'm out, I'm out in LA right at this. I do a lot of charity work for the Sister Mary Foundation. Okay. And. When you've been to prison on real yards, you can tell dudes that have done real time just by their walk within two seconds. Like a dude like me, I can tell, you know? So I get out of there and it's, it's a house with has a bunch of ex-lifers. You should look it up. She's like famous out there, right? So she corresponds with these lifers and they, makes them find God. And I'm not even joking, gets these dudes out of prison that are doing natural life sentences and off death row and stuff. And then she gets them out there and then they work for her. And it's like, dude, you'll go there. I'm a short timer at this place. Like I was embarrassed to say I did, I did 12 years. The next guy was like 19 years, 33, 27, 44, 42 years straight. And I'm like, Jesus, right? So I get out of my car, like right in South Central LA. And there's this OG, like big black dude, right? And he's wearing like a, no joke, like a suit and tie with a top hat, bro. But like doing trash outside. And I get out of the car and I'm like, right then I'm like, oh, this fool did some time, you know? And I was like, what up, OG? What's cracking? And he's like, he's like, no, man, just doing this trash, enjoying this fresh air. And I was like. Damn, man, that fool. And I was like, remember, right then I was like, thinking that fool probably did a grip of time because you could just put yourself in there. So I remember times like that, you know, like that's why I always drive with my windows down now. I remember there's so many months and days that I was sat there looking out my window, like knowing it's December at noon and how nice the damn weather was, but the fact that I could never even get out there, you know, and it's like you can, when you can appreciate breathing fresh air, like you have an advantage on the rest of the world as well, too, because too much, not too much shit's going to deter you like it does regular people. That's the, my, uh, you asked me, I think that's the biggest problem with the normal citizens is like, 
I mean, not to be, they're just pussies out here, bro. Like one bad thing that'll happen is they give up on their fucking hopes and dreams and do, like, they're just, just quitters out here, bro. They're literally just quitters. Yeah. I honestly think, not for women, but like, I seriously, I was talking, I don't remember who I was talking about this with yesterday, but I was like, I think it would be good for almost every kid when they get out, like to either do six or nine months in the car business or do six or nine months on a prison yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll teach you respect for yourself, like how to like mental strength. There's a ton of shit you, that you can learn from there that the public's just straight lacking because they've never had to deal with some real shit. And when they do, they just cower and fucking run away. Yeah. And the rejection and everything is it's so a chip on your shoulder properly harnessed can change the world. I tell people that all the time. If oh, you harness it. that for something good, which you obviously do or are doing daily, if you harness that chip on your shoulder, it's amazing. You can break so many barriers and do so many crazy things. It's unreal. How did, how did you get involved with, so what, where did the idea of the sober life come from and how did you, like, where did you find that passion for that? To be honest, like, I had really, like a lot of people when I was, when I was out, like they would, I, I just noticed they were like kind of surprised that like a guy like me was sober, you know what I mean? And like, and I was like, I just want to, I want to do some clothes and start representing that shit. You know, I was like, cause I'm just, I'm finally as proud as hell to be sober and stuff, you know? And then, yeah. so I did it with my old buddy. It's, you know, my buddy that got me on drugs back in the day and I ended up getting him sober when I got out of prison, you know? And, uh, he works at my old dealership and literally has my old job, you know? And, uh, so we, we just started and I wanted to just have a brand where people can like be proud to represent it. And like, you wouldn't believe that, you know, I get comments all the time. Like, like is that is that like a sober brand i was like yes it is so like are you sober i'm like yeah, yes i am you know and it's like but it opens the door and like so now i have like the gyms i go to i know a handful of dudes that are all sober and i had no idea they were sober before you know but they yeah. see me rocking my apparel and then they come up and say something to me and then it's like i had a dude the other day was like he was like a 60 something years old dude and he's like he's like i got seven days sober now you know i was like didn't and when i'm hearing these stories it like makes me almost want to cry because i'm like dude you can have so much you know what I mean? And then I tell them like how far I come from. And then you can just see like it re-energizes them. And it's like, it's just a whole movement. Well, that's what I want to start is I want to start the biggest like sober motivation movement on earth. I love that. I love that. I think, I think you're definitely on the right path, man. I think nobody's going to be able to stop you. That's for sure. That's a, the only thing that's the only thing that stop anybody is ourselves. We let us, we let ourselves right. stop each other. Like literally no one can physically stop what the fuck you want to do. Yeah, that's right. Seriously. Yeah, you're exactly right. 100% right. That's and the quicker you learn that, the better off you'll be. You know what I'm saying? Like the only one that can stop what I'm doing is myself. If I give up, that's the only way it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so true. So true. That's so awesome. So tell me, so so what what are your next steps as far as the big plans going? As far as Wednesday, do you have any news of when the app and everything is going to be ready for? I think the 29th or something. I'll find out right now. I do. So I do. As you know, I do like credit card processing. Like I'm a. So here's what I, another thing I learned here is I. I do 20 million different things, you know, and like I make, I understand that we get along that way. <laughs> yeah. And I make money being like technically a professional middleman now, you know? So like I have great connections, which is like a merchant processing, which is credit card processing now. So like I connect people with through my network now. So now not only do I have a great network, but like I can literally put two and two together over a text message and they do business and I get paid residually every month off that from my network. That's amazing. And, and here's the deal. Like anybody could have had that network. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I got this all in the last like two years, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but it's all about confidence. I didn't think it was possible until I saw a couple people. I like, started like, Oh fuck, these dudes want to follow my shit now. You know what I mean? And I was like, and they're like, okay, now I can, and then it's like that simple. It's like, I tell myself, okay, now I can do this and I do it. Yeah. But before I don't think it's possible. So I don't do anything. That's literally just like what we talk about with life for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once I told myself and I saw that it was possible, I was like, Holy shit. These normal people like want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. And then I just did it. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. What would you say? I mean, what would you say the best advice that you've ever got is? Ooh. Damn, you put me on the spot with that <laughs> one, bro. Or the best advice you could give. I'll let you choose either. I was the best. I was going to say the one thing that always sticks, sticks true to me is, bro, trust your gut. Your, my gut is right 100 out of 100 times. You know what I'm saying? And every time I didn't listen to my gut, it came back again to bite my ass. Like, trust your gut. And another, here's the greatest thing that we have out here that people don't understand. Like, I say I'm not smart, but I have a network. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can call anybody in the world. Like, you have the answer to anything, whether it's Google, a friend, a, you know, a business partner, an investor, anything in the world. You have the answer to right on your phone. You know what I'm saying? So, there's zero reasons not to know whatever the hell that is that you want to know. You know what I'm saying? So, just figure it out yourself and just, like, stop making excuses. That was the hardest thing for me when I got out of prison. No joke. And I'm still doing this because, like, when you're a shot caller on those yards, you don't do a damn thing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, my coffee's made in the morning. Like, my bed was made for me, everything. So, it's like. But then I was doing that out here and I was just dictating stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I've been out here for six, five years. And I don't know shit except how to tell people to do this stuff for me, you know? So like now I'm trying to like actually learn and figure stuff out on my own. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even think about that at first. And you know, I was like so used to just being a shock on like, yo, do this and fix this. And when you do this and send it to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the reality of that is the leadership role and the reality of that is, is the qualities that you possess are everything that people strive to get to and try to educate themselves it's just, it's just using it for a different business. It's just, that's all, that's all you're doing. So that's literally, I mean, if you, if you do the research, some of the best of the best business people, that's exactly the background because it's, it's, you're literally learning, you understand hierarchy, you understand yeah. all the different, you know, um, literally. Yeah. 100%. So, um, the other thing that, uh, I wanted to ask you about with that, um, uh, shoot, I lost my train of thought here. So it <laughs> yeah, it happens uh, That's for too, too often. Yeah. So we all those multiple, I, I, I'm going to butcher the story, but that's actually, that reminds me, you're like a modern day Henry Ford. I don't know if you ever heard the story of when he was like put on trial for, uh-huh. for being ignorant or so it was something I'm butchering the story. So if anybody's okay. factually watching us, please share it with us. Um, yeah. uh, it was, but he said, he said, no, I'm, I, I disagree. I'm not, you know, all of these things, you know, you're saying that you weren't the smartest and this and that. And they put him on trial and he said, hand me that phone. He goes, ask me any question in the world. And they asked him and he just picked up the phone because I can dial this phone and I can get any answer. Answer I want. Any answer I want from all the people. That's you'll have to look up the story because it's better well said sure. than me. But I don't remember if it was Think and Grow Rich or what it was in. But it, he he tells his story and he picked up the phone and he could call and get any answer he wanted. That's literally what you're saying. It, it, you don't have to clog it all in here. We want to no. learn. We want to do those things. But having that network is literally the biggest genius thing you could do. That's what people are trying to say when they say you can't say you're not smart because you have a network and that allows you to, you know, how many times have we connect and had questions and just like, boom, boom, yeah. boom, back 100%. and forth. And that's all that, and it's, there's no fear with it. And that's, what's so great about what you do. So cool, yeah, so we'll have to figure out that story so that we can yeah, really have a good talk on it sometime. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm, no, no, I'm going to look it up today. 100%. Yeah. yeah that's so. perfect. Um, any, anything else that you want to really leave to our, to our viewers that you want to share about what they need to do and how they need to, you know, create what the difference is between when you're weren't sober to being as having a sober life now, any advice you have for that? The, the, the biggest thing is, like I said, just the same thing I talked about earlier. Like I, I repeat myself sometimes because there's some points that are just, that it is what it is, what it is. And that's what, that's the difference maker. Like just do the work, you know what I'm saying? Make a change. Sure. If you're not happy to start tomorrow, like literally. Don't wait two weeks. Like, I'm not even joking. If you're, if you're not happy and you like are wanting to get sober, something like that, like literally fucking make a change, make tomorrow the day, because I could, I could push off every other day 
And then that turns into months and you know, it, it just never gets happened. You just got to like literally make a change and know that you can do anything in this damn world you want. Listen to my podcast. I have the, I have the widest range of variety of guests that you've ever heard on a podcast before, I think. And like I had yesterday a PGA tour golfer that was like, was kicked off the tour for alcoholism. It was like, had John Daly stories. And it's like, so every single one of my stories on my podcast is a way for you to inspire, to inspire somebody because just about every one of those dudes came from somewhere lower and made something of themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I want to do is inspire people to know that no matter how low they are, how broke they are, if they just did 12 years in prison, have an eighth grade education, they can still be a multimillionaire and change the world if they want. They can literally do anything. The only thing stopping you is you. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Peter. How or Chappie, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Instagram is Peter underscore Meyerhoff, and that's M-E-Y-E-R-H-O-F-F. Uh, my podcast is just Roll Call with Chappie, and that's C-H-A-P-P-Y. Um, website's PeterMeyerhoff.com. I got everything all over there, though. Yeah. Thank you so and much. I, and it's my own Instagram. I run my own Instagram. I DM back. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I run my own shit, so it's not anybody else there, too. And, like, I'm really about that helping people life. No joke. I love it. You're going to change the world, man. That's, yeah. That's what I love. That's the plan. I love it. I just appreciate you. The only way I'm not is if I stop. That's right. That's 100% right. That's right. Well, thank you for being a guest on the show. I know you're limited in time today, but we're, we're, I know we got more interviews that are going to be coming from us, brother. So yeah. thank you so much. I appreciate you. And Always. Uh, until next time, man. Thanks, bro. Have a good one. Thanks. Look, I am just a man on a mission. If I want it, then I get it. I go. And if you're trying to test me a beast, you're going to need Liam Neeson. The chance that you're taking is flagrant. You're testing your luck. If you think you'll make it out, then you're sadly mistaken.